Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to another episode of the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today I'm joined by a little bit of a hero of mine, I'm going to say. <laughs> His name's James O'Keefe. He's the founder of the Unguarded Warrior, fellow mental health advocate, and all-round legend. Finally, I've got him on the show. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. (laughs) That's just made me feel really embarrassed. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hide away now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Do you know, you just literally said, oh, is there anything else I want to say? We're also, I'm also um, got my own kind of, I don't think it's called a podcast, but it's called Two Men Talk on, um, we've got a but yeah, Instagram and TikTok at the moment, we just do little snippets um, of, you know, conversations that me and my, my, my like ride or die brother. Um, we can't have. So, yeah. So, but thank you, brother. I'm, I'm honestly, I, I, I'm so honored to be on the, on the Waffle Shop podcast. <laughs> I've been watching you for ages now and I think what you're doing is absolutely spot on. So thank you. Appreciate you. Oh, I feel a little embarrassed. So we're going to uh, quickly skip past a little bit of a lot. Nice yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We're warm in here now. <laughs> but honestly, like I, I genuinely mean it. But before we get into who James O'Keefe is, we start each one of these shows with something called the weekly waffle, which is something that gets on my nerves that once I've got it off my chest makes me feel better. And I my, my life is a series of unfortunate events. Um, I'm, you know, just one, it's just one embarrassing event after the other. And the thing that's really wound me up this week, James, is the shame of tripping in public. Uh, I'll talk <laughs> about that in a minute. Yeah. I even talked about it now, like I could feel like my <laughs> temperature is getting, like, is rising. Because yeah. it was in the middle of town. It was very, very busy at lunchtime. I was carrying a coffee. So 
I was quite warm anyway. It was one of those awkward autumn days when you leave the house, it's freezing cold. By midday, you're sweating. So it was very awkward and uncomfortable anyway. And then I did the awkward little trip. And it's it's the it's the awkward little like shifty run you've got to do afterwards. You're looking around, like you're naturally just bright red from embarrassment. And then your heart rate's going and it's just it's it's just unnecessary, all of it. Right. I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put that so I've changed. I used to feel exactly that way. And now every time I do it, every time I trip, I laugh. Okay. Oh, okay. Honestly, I just laugh. I laugh and I put myself in the view of other people having a laugh at me. Because when you know, when we watch something on, you know, yeah. someone makes a you know a faux pas and we laugh, I'm like, it's funny. So now let me put that mindset in my head and laugh at myself. Not only do I want to laugh at myself, but be okay with everyone else having a little giggle because it's funny. Yeah. So I've like, I've spun that on its head. I've let go of that and just gone, you know what? I'm going to go with it. And I just have a laugh now and I look around and often I'll catch someone's eye and we'll just have a little giggle. I'll be like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be like, you know, I'll go, I enjoyed that trip and just make <laughs> Make light of myself. Send me a postcard next time. That's it. And just make light of ourselves. Because I think sometimes we do, we get caught up in in being so like, oh, you know, don't want anyone. What are they thinking? Yeah, don't want to see me. Instead of just having a laugh and just being, you know what, just letting it go. Joe, I needed that. There you go. Public embarrassment. gone. Cheers, pal. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're very kind of like, I mean, you. We were catching up before you. We kind of hit the record button, but like you were saying about, like you're in a very, very different mindset now. So this question might be a little bit obsolete, but is there anything that kind of gets on your nerves that you'd care to get off your chest, or is it just a case of now, like what you've just said, like t- flipping when do things do annoy you onto its head to be like, can't do anything about that. I can't worry about it. Yeah. Um. Look, obviously, there's still things that are, you know, annoyed day to day, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I tell Go you, on. this is what I want. There's a laugh. <laughs> the reason I laugh is because it's like it, it pops into my head. I get triggered by the word trigger. <laughs> How about that? How about that? I'm like, I'm over this. Oh, that triggers me. And oh, I'm triggered by that. That's not other people's responsibility. It's yeah. our responsibility. So because here's the thing, everything that this is quite, this is quite a hard thing for some people to get into their heads. And and it took me a long time. It's part of the extreme ownership that I live by. And it's accepting that we are responsible for everything that happens in our world. And it's a difficult acceptance, but we are like everything I've had in my life, Good and bad has been, as I've had, not, if not all of the part in it, I've had a culpability in, in yeah. everything. And once we realise that, we then can take power from that. And then we stop blaming everyone else, stop blaming the world and this person and that person, the cat, dog, the ferret, the government, the this or that. And we take ownership. Yes, it doesn't mean that people still do things that are annoying and all of that. And we can, you know, we can still talk about it. It's not about keeping it in and blaming ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's just taking responsibility for our lives. And that 
and since I've done that and the work I try and do and the work we do at Unguided Warrior and all the rest of it is around that. And it's, it's the most freeing thing you can ever do, in my humble opinion. Show up, even if there is nothing else from the rest of this episode, <laughs> I'm taking that today. <laughs> you are bang on it with that. Well, I feel like quite a lot of people need to hear that. Do you know, and, and it's not, for, like, I'm not saying it's for everyone. And, and we, we do become, I believe, you know, I've been there as well, victim mode, you know, yeah. caught up in that victim mode, poor me, you know, oh, my life's so bad. And then I look in the mirror and realise I'm now a middle-class white man. And I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. I'm okay. Yeah. My bar's <laughs> there, naturally. Yeah. You know, I've got food in my fridge. I've got clothes on my back. I've got a house. I've got, you know, I've got all these things. I've got a wife who loves me. I've got all of this stuff. I hope so, anyway. I <laughs> changed there. Who knows? No, but... Um, <laughs> all of these things and it's just accepting you know that, that we're in a good place right now yeah. not in a month not a year ago not now and that is the prep being present you know being like you know in the moment and understanding that and all of those things are like once once you kind of start compact it's like it's like you know um compact saving you know when you compact you know money and all of that yeah you're you know it's like that. Once you start a process, you add another one on, then you add another one on. There's no room for negativity. There's no room for like, oh, I feel so, you might feel bad and it's okay to feel it or whatever, but then it's like, okay, I've got these systems. Let me, let me check my list. And then you move on with that. Yeah. No, mate, honestly, you're, I'm just speaking my language with this. <laughs> for such a huge period of my time, I was like, woe is me like oh I can't do this because this bad thing happened to me and it wasn't until like the pandemic and even the bloody <laughs> waffle to be like well actually Taylor these things were actually put in front of you yes they're obstacles yes they're like really difficult but I've used them as stepping stones rather than blockers and now I, I wouldn't be sat here having this conversation with you if that if that wasn't the case and it's like I think people kind of it's so easy to forget with how scary things are in the world that we're actually in control of a lot more than what we think we are. But we can actually control these little things that we're actually like, okay, like I can control how my day goes. I can control if I make my debt, like make my bed in the morning. It's those little wins that naturally build up. And it's like, when you start putting the bigger things into play, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be all right. And you, you've touched on really, so I, I've got a slightly different point of view on control. I agree with you on what you're saying about, but about control, this is quite controversial. I, because I've actually listened to uh, Wrong and uh, Chatterjee um, with Stephen Bartlett just a little while yes. ago. He was talking about his three kind of pillars that he has, you know, and I am... Um, I've got kind of seven that I live by. I've written a book and hopefully it'll come out soon. And anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, I, um, my thing with control, I don't actually believe we've got any. Okay. Whatsoever, ever about anything. So I also believe it's a prison that we, we are putting ourselves in. So everyone these days, Control your breath, control your finance, control your emotions, control your loved ones, control your finances, control, it, Jesus, I'm like, whoa, like that is just so much pressure. Me, I'm like, 
hold on, let's just surrender. And now that is a really difficult concept, particularly yeah. men. Surrender? Well, that's weak. You know, like what? That's that's like it isn't surrendering to the fact that everything you've got no control. The more you try and control it, the worse it becomes. It's it's like trying to control a puppy who's running around. You know, the more you shout, the more you get mad, the more you flap your arms, the more the puppy just goes everywhere. Yeah, you just surrender to the fact it's a puppy and it's going to do that. You know then maybe you're going to be okay. So you surrender to the fact you go, okay, this is the situation like life. It's going to be hard and it's going to be lovely at times. That's it. Bad shit's going to happen. Good shit's going to happen. If you can surrender to that, then you've not got control over it. And then you have not trying to control every situation. So for me, I don't try and control situations now. Like when I get in cold water, I don't control it. I surrender to the cold water. I'd be present at the time, you know, I've got all of these little things that I do. So that for me, control is, is I don't believe we've got any, all I've got is the ability to manage my emotions and my, my not reactions, my responses to situations. That is all I've got in life, nothing else. So once I come from that point of view, everything is a win like everything i've let go of the control you know that because i i am a control freak i was a control you know so me letting go of that it also doesn't have that hold over me anymore and that that is how i go into every day now after resetting in the morning with my little calm before the chaos that i've kind of invented for the unguided warrior and stuff that is what i do every day how my mindset is this is going to be one of them conversations that I'm going to repeatedly come back to. It's like really narcissistic that I sit sometimes and listen to my own podcast no, because I, I need mean, to hear these kind of conversations back. I appreciate it. And look, obviously, Taylor, that's my opinion. And it's where yeah. what I've been through and it's what I've seen. And it's, you know, the men I'm helping at the Unguided Warrior and mm. stuff like that. It's, it works. It really does because it, all of this control just makes for, for work, you know, for just, and particularly yeah. men, if you're, if you're quite uh, hard on yourself as a man, you know, I was trying to control my morning routine and Dr. Uh, uh, Rongan says, you know, Chatterty, he was like, oh, I, I can control my morning routine. Well, what if you can't, what if you can't control your morning, then the control's gone and then you feel like, oh my God, I'm out of control. So instead surrender to the fact that you're going to get up in the morning if you do your morning routine, great. If you don't, you're still the same goddamn person. It's okay. You know what I mean? You haven't, like me, I used to put myself under so much pressure to do all these things. And then I'd, then I'd end up beating myself up because I hadn't done one morning thing. But what's that all about? So it's like, let go of that, surrender to that. Know that I've got it in me to, to be the person I want to be, kind, loving, generous, you know? all of that and go out into the world with the abundant mindset, not the scarcity mindset. And that's what I'm trying to do, brother. I think you're doing it very well. (laughs) Not not all the time, you know, I still get things massively wrong. I still, you know, snap sometimes don't quite get, you know, my, my response, right. So, and that is something every day I'm working on and I'm trying to be. I think everyone's a work in progress though, aren't they? Uh, Mate, 100%. 100%.
So now, me more than others. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask my wife. <laughs> I want to take it back a little bit now because obviously I'm a huge Rewind. fan of yours. <laughs> Rewind, <laughs> select. We are see, we are a music podcast, so yeah, music and. And everything else to be fair, we go yeah. chat awful shit on this podcast. Um, but I want to kind of rewind now, it's stuck in my head now. <laughs> rewind a little bit back to kind of the journey that got you to where you are now. And obviously, feel free to talk about whatever you want to. And obviously, if there's bits that you want me to take out, we'll take out. Oh, mate, I got but I want to, I want to know James before. He got to the unguarded warrior and where he is now. Wow. <laughs> sure about that? You sure you want to know him? God. <laughs> he, was a ma- there we go. he was a massive tool. Buckle <laughs> up, because I feel like this yeah. is gonna be a <laughs> this uh, is gonna be a wild one. Mate. Um, you know, the classic, classic kid, you know, uh the classic bad kid, you know, the normal. Yeah. The, the you know, if now if there were all these ADHDs and things, I'd have everything. The yeah. whole lot, I'd they'd be like, "Oh, there it is." You just have the lot, <laughs> uh, you know. Fighting from five years old, apparently, just you know, at school and like, you know, I'd have to stand my face against the wall at five, six years old. The yeah. whole, the whole of lunchtime, my face against the wall because I was a naughty kid. Um, and then just mental from there. Mum, dad split up when I was eight. Uh, you know, just just my dad was an alcoholic. Um, I got kicked out at fifteen and a half. I was a you know football hooligan at fourteen. You know, running around drinking, you know, doing mad shit, fight, you know, going around the UK in, in vans, fighting. It was insane, like mad. Yeah. Um, terrible role models, you know, wanted to be genuinely my 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 wish at school was to be a gangster. Honestly, wow. that was it. Do I, do, I kind of I mean fair play, but now like I'm sat here with your with your locks and your red glasses on. I'm like, I don't know. Blue, by the way, everyone, these are blue light blocking glasses. Not I don't think I'm Bono or something. I'm, I mean, I wish what? I was that cool. Yeah. Oh well, this is really embarrassing now because I thought I was talking to <laughs> Wow. I was a world exclusive. Then. I've got Bono on the on the waffle yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. Just put it on the title before. <laughs> they won't know. How's your Irish accent? <laughs> uh, well, I'm a half I'm I am half Irish though, so yeah. Anyway, yeah, mate, I love that. Um, so yeah, so you know that that was it. My dad died when I was 16. Um, you know, drank himself to death, and then I just went completely, wow. you know, like even more off the rails. Um, you know, drink, drugs, drug dealing, violence, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to used to really really take a lot of drugs and drink. I mean, like a lot. So, you know, that was a mad, you know, mad yeah. time of life. And then managed to blag a job uh, at Sky TV in London. Uh, just lied about it, made up my CV, you know, like I always do. Because I didn't get any qualifications from school, no GCSEs or anything. Um, and then just started to work hard and, and, you know, tried to change my life a little bit. I started exercising. I'd never eaten a vegetable till I was 25. Wow. Uh, yeah, never been to the gym. Um, you know, I'd literally, my, my chin went from like there to there. I smoked, I drank, I, you know. Wow. Um, and, and then, yeah, then it was just a slow, you know, progression. And there was loads of bad shit happened. And, you know, but went on and on. And, you know, just, just every year, just trying to teach myself stuff. Read books, you know, self-help books, you know, nutrition, learn about things. And just progress every year. I, I boxed a little bit in my late 20s. 
Um, and then around 31, I met my wife, uh, who is what well, she's now my wife, Beverly Knight. Um, I love this. This <laughs> is honestly uh, so yeah. So you know, I'm super great. I was I was a lighting gaffer. I used to do pop videos and commercials, and I met her on a uh, one of her commercials, and it was a beautiful story. Really, really kind of sliding door moment. You know, twice it happened. You know, this real sliding. Yeah. We you know we we're hundred percent destined to be together. You know, um, oh, which is, yeah, which is beautiful for me. You know. Um, so that was like you know 15 years ago um and then i then it was like i had to and this is one of the biggest things i had to come clean about my life so yeah. i had to tell her everything i had to tell her about you know the drug dealing the the you know the fighting the you know the, the amount of women and just like the, what i was like you know because i wasn't yeah. a good person because i was scared i was insecure you know i i, I had you know we're a council estate i had nothing so it's all all of these things, you know, I was just, I was just trying to be this, this big, I'm not big, just this macho man, you know, like yeah. angry, violent, you know, it was just insecurity the whole but time. At the same time, and to be fair, I've never told anyone this, well, obviously people know, but my, I was, my dad was also a football hooligan. So it was that kind oh, of really? environment. Yeah. So like, if you're in that environment, it's like, you don't know any different. So it is, you're kind of born into like the eye of a storm. And I feel like not, I mean, I, I didn't kind of go down the same route, but at the same time, like if you felt, and I, I, I've had this conversation a few times, like you kind of feel like you've got something to prove, like, because you feel like that's all you know, that, well, that's what I need to be. Yeah. Well, it's our role models. Like as a young man, like a, a lot of the work I've been doing is on rites of passage and, and initiation. Yeah. And young men at 15, they get a real big growth, a brain growth spurt. And it's one of the most important times in a young man's life. If they've got poor role models or no sense of where they're going in a positive way, they turn to, um, they get frustrated first. Yeah. That's a big thing. If they haven't got, you know, someone, they turn to frust you know, frustration. Then it turns to anger. And then where does it go? Violence. Yeah. And usually into a cult like club so yeah. a gang uh you know football hooligans a whatever it is they go into that because they want to find their pack they want to find their tribe and they want to release that angst instead of back in the old days they would be taken from their mum taken out to the wild and initiated into manhood yeah. by elders by men good men you know and this is i believe what we're massively missing in society these days you know, and it's it's up to men at my age, even though I haven't got children, to start being a good role model. Not talking yeah. all the time and just telling them what to do, but showing them what a good man is, you know? Yeah. Acting, not acting out, not talking negatively about women, not doing, that's not being a good man anymore. I used to do it all the time. God, yeah. smash that and, you know, yeah. like that, yeah. That's, that's not a good way to, be, yeah. It's not a good way to show young men how to behave. So it's enacting that change, I believe, is, is everything in what I'm trying to do now as, as a man and as a human being, you know? Joe, it's, it's really interesting. And I, I really get the sense of, and I, I saw a post a few years back and I've, I've had it screenshotted on my phone. Every, like every time I see it, I'll screenshot it. And it's about kind of being who you needed when you were younger. Hmm. And I get a real sense 
of that from you of obviously you're slowly becoming the exact person that you needed yeah. when you were a kid that's be- beautiful um beautiful analogy mate and it, it, i think you're spot on i i actually i used to look at men like me now like floppy hair talking all this you know like kind of love stuff and you know yeah. kinds and all of that and i think you prick yeah you little wimp you know what i mean yeah but you know if they look at me now and what the way I talk, I don't, I'm not your usual kind of like long head floppy. And I'm a, I'm an ex cage, you know, that pro yeah. MMA fighter for a start. So I've got that and I've still got that in me, that like animalistic, like chaos, which yeah. we need. It's okay for that. Like it's okay to have that chaos inside of us. It just doesn't need to come out anymore. You know, if it did, you know, if someone attacked my wife or my, you know, people I yeah. love, they attack them then i'll deal with it if yeah. they just you know get aggressive or whatever i I'm, i deal with that in a completely different yeah. way but i don't i'm not frightened anymore you know um but it's that i i want to be you're right i want to be that man that that young people and men can just go do you know what he's yeah. all right he's doing okay he's not just I don't just talk the talk i'm the unguarded warrior my instagram whatever i'm doing even mm. now i'm not just sitting here waxing lyrical about how yeah. like, i don't think i am i'm just trying to do what i think is right for me that is it and if people want to look at that and go well oh i might take a bit of that i'm not telling people that my way is the only way it just isn't you know it's a way it might yeah. not be for you but you know have a listen it might something might resonate with you you know come along to the unguided warrior retreat whatever it is and see for yourself you know and that's it and i wake up every day and try and walk the walk um, i think it definitely comes across though man i think this is why appreciate i mean i think it was one of the first conversations that we had i think it was over like a voice note or through a message and it was like okay i feel like i get it like i like i feel like he's speaking kind of my my language and even from the past five minutes hearing what you were saying about like your journey and stuff like that like, a lot of that has resonated with my own childhood mm. and it's kind of now I'm, i feel like obviously i'm not in a similar place obviously i still got like a, a long way to go with in terms how, of how like old are you, buddy how old are you 32 um, mate i'm i'm 14 years along the journey you know so it's a huge amount of time that's, that's me but i don't think the journey ever stops and no it doesn't but but 14 years ahead just like someone at 55 who is on yeah. the journey of like you know, self-enlightenment and self-work is is so much further along yeah. than me. And it's and I when I speak to them, man, I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm like that, ah, that, you know what I mean? And it resonates with me and it goes, you know, at 32, I was a bell end still. You know, when I met Bev, I was still a dickhead. <laughs> I was still lying to myself, still, yeah. you know, like trying to like kid myself and do things that didn't that didn't serve me you know that didn't nourish me and and i you know yeah do you think that's like a problem with like not necessarily with men because obviously i think it is quite a a a common feel i guess especially when i talk to like my female friends but with men especially do you feel like there's an element of like we're constantly not fulfilled like there's we're constantly trying to find like you were saying about like like the hooligan that like trying to find their tribe kind of thing and do you do you think that's potentially where a lot of this like around the stigma with men's mental health kind of comes from yep. because we don't we don't we've never had someone sit us down and be like 
you talk if there's something going on like even as a kid I was told like don't oh he's crying too much he's asking too many questions all these things that I'm now like if I want to cry I'm going to cry if I'm going to I need to ask questions because how else am I going to learn and it's that kind of breaking those kind of Mm-hmm. barriers and those kind of constant it's like a negative thing to ask a question yeah. it's like well one I won't know where I'm going I don't I wouldn't know what bus stop to get off I wouldn't know where to get that plane yeah. if I didn't ask these kind of questions yeah. so why when it comes to like whether it's mental health or wellness or whatever it might be like we should be asking these questions surely I agree. I think I think there's there's personally I think there's a couple of things in that. You know, I agree with you, but there I think there are caveats in there because I think we do have to ask the right questions. Yeah. Um, I also think we do have to take again our own culpability and our own responsibility yeah. for our own actions and you know our responses and our you know our thoughts and everything. You know, because because. It, I don't think, again, I don't think it's everyone else's responsibility to sort our feelings out. Yeah. And that's 100%. a pretty big one. You know, I, I I don't think as a, you know, like, for instance, you know, if I've got a problem, you know, I, I've been, I've been suicidal before and I, mm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect my mum or, you know, whatever to, to go and, you know, do a course on suicide and then come and try and talk me down from the ledge. That's not, yeah. you know, she's just a woman, you know, she's a, a woman. That's it. Yeah. It's not some like council or whatever. Why do I, why would I put that on her? You know, yeah. that's not fair. So I think people can be more empathetic and, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm an adult, you know, I've, I need to manage what I'm doing myself. Yes, I can get help from certain things, but if I put all of my, um, if I put all of my self-care on other people, I'm going to be disappointed. And if, and I, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, and it's not about not asking for help or, you know, whatever, but it's knowing that somewhere in me, I have got the answer and that answer may not come or it may not be now or, you know, whatever it is, but somewhere I've got the ability to get myself out of that rut. Yeah. Mate, I swear to God, it's like you're in my head. I, I, I genuinely again, never want me in your head ever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not after the stuff you told me no yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I haven't even started that's like that's that's that half is the is the I thought that was the bad half of my life yeah how about that so when I got to 30 I thought oh oh great. wow yeah oh, I, I was like oh that shit's behind me done easy the 15 years from 32 has been equally as mentally unbelievably beautiful and unbelievably dark okay so Javel, i wasn't I, I thought that was kind of like a turning point in terms of like okay you've met bev like this is going to be like a bev i'm going to say something for everyone out there young old whatever you are it doesn't matter what age you are nothing stops happening good and yeah. bad nothing just because you get to a certain age doesn't mean bad shit doesn't happen do not kid yourself into thinking that your bad shit's going to stop happening because it always will but here's the thing you can choose what mindset you go into that with that's the difference yeah that's what age if you want to work on yourself if you want to take ownership if you want to live the kind of seven rules that i live by and that personally you know i'm not saying everyone should but 
those things really help. So it's, you know, if if you honestly think that at whatever age life's going to, you know, oh, it's all flowers and fluffy yeah. things, oh, I've got money or I've got this and shit's going to not go wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad news for y'all. <laughs> But again, that's not a bad thing because it's taught me those 15 years, all the dark shit that happened taught me more about myself than anything ever yeah. would or could. And ev like anything was- Do you think getting- Powerful learnings. To that point, do you think, especially when you obviously you keep mentioning like these, these 15 years that followed, like, do you feel like you were more prepared for what was about to happen? Or did you- <laughs> no. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, because they were shit, really bad. So, so what? Obviously, feel free to talk right. about obviously. Okay. Things, but so, like, like what? So, what? These fifteen years, I feel like it's become like a bit of a. So in my in my thirties, I put so much pressure on myself for a start. I did a post yeah. on TikTok a while back, and it got loads of views and loads of people had different opinions. But I said to men in your thirties, take a breath. Take a breath. You're not going to do everything right now. Some people took it as, oh, he's given up. He's not, you know, he didn't do this and blah, blah. He's like not living his dream. I'm going to put that shit straight. I am fucking out there doing stuff. I'm out there. I've got so many different things on the go, but I feel like I don't work a day in my life anymore because I've changed everything about my mindset and my setup in life is completely different because of all the bad shit I went through, because of the hundred hours a week I worked, because of the stress I put myself, because of the illness I put myself through, because of the, you know, all of this stuff, you know, you know, I lost, so I, I worked like a maniac on some property. I, I've made half a million quid, right? And I lost the whole half a million quid, all of it in one deal, in one go literally from my bank it was in there and then and, and and then it was gone and then i lost another couple of hundred grand as well that i made back and then lost that again and that's not that many years ago yeah you know? so that was also whilst i had gangsters trying to fucking extort money from me at gunpoint and shit like turn up in my house with guns right wow. yeah okay. exactly so i had some like so when I think about how dark my life was when I was in my 20s and, you know, leading up to my 30s, that was a walk in the park. Mate, it was like eating ice cream in the park, you know. Then it got really dark. Really, yeah. You know, it went, that shit went on for like four years, you know, and that was dark. But every night, you know, people ringing me, give me like, you know, sending, yeah. you know, dark shit. And then losing that money, I wanted to kill myself, genuinely. Yeah. I was so low, you know, I genuinely wanted to kill myself. And twice, you know, it was really, really dark. And um, it, it, and what it was, was the shame of it. Yeah. That's what, that's what I believe why I think men get to that position where we think there's no way out. And why I'm, why I'm saying men is because I know how I felt. Yeah. Talk yeah. for a woman, but I feel like women have a different mentality a lot of the time. Yes, I know women kill themselves, yeah. but I think the men it comes. I think it comes down to shame. You know, we think we've got to do everything and be a certain way, and then when we feel like we're not, we feel like we're letting people down, and then we imprison ourselves. 
And then we start all of these thoughts we put in our head. We're not good enough. We can't do this. I'm not enough. I'm not this. Oh, oh, there's no other way out. Right. That's it. I'm going to do it. You know, yeah. that I believe is where we go to. And that's what I did. And I, you know, luckily I, I, you know, I had my wife was, you know, obviously beautiful as always. Mm. Um, you know, my friend, Jason Vale, the juice master, he helped me out a lot, just, just with beautiful words and, you know, yeah. and I slowly had to, and, and, Here's the, here's the real big game changing thing. I had to completely surrender. Like I, I, I remember, and, and this is this is pretty full on. This is pretty, uh, I was in a car with these horrible fuckers, right? Yeah. And they were showing me that, oh yeah, we've just done this to this geezer. And it basically showed me this guy lying on the kitchen floor and it looked like tomato ketchup on his top. That they just reckon they just killed him or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was, even me talking about it sounds like this is all made up shit. Yeah. And and I just but this this actually happens though. Mate, this, I, yeah, it's like straight yeah. up on my life, you know. And I'm sitting in this car and I'm like, Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What am I doing? Like, what's going yeah. on? And I, I'm going to, I just, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to be totally nice. So I, I didn't want to be a victim. Okay. In this, in this thing. So I yeah. got someone to get me a gun and a bulletproof vest. And I was walking around London with a gun and a bulletproof vest. Okay. And I've, I've not really said that to like hardly any people. Yeah. Like, no, this is, you know, this is part of my mental health journey. I didn't want to be a victim, but it it got me so I was walking around like so angry, so violent, so so mad. Yeah. World at that point in that car, I had I had to just go. This is insane. I was like, do you know what? I don't care what you do. I don't yeah. care anymore. I just gave the gun back and I just went and I just had to completely surrender everything. You know, I didn't want to go on social media. I did so. I had to go into it. I had to go into the fear. I yeah. had to, to, to recover my life, to be, to not let them win, to not go into that, to be that person and ruin my life. I had to go into that darkness and I had to fight my fear so much. And I had to change my whole life from that, you know, and that was like seven years, six years ago. Which is really like no time at all, really, is it? Do you know what I mean? And it's so that, Taylor has been the, the biggest lesson and I wouldn't change any of that. And I, yeah. I know it sounds insane. The lesson I learned from that was, and I didn't think I'd learned one, you know, cause sometimes with lessons, it's bad shit that happens. You have to, yeah. you know, you have to dig through it for weeks. Yeah. 
find like that little <laughs> nugget of gold. Oh, I've hit something. Yeah, oh, there's like shit yeah. all over you, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, and you get one nugget of gold. You're like, oh, okay. And the the big nugget I took was to surrender, to 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 not let people dictate how I feel. Yeah. And that is ownership and that is taking responsibility and that is letting go and surrendering. Don't let people control your emotions. That is my biggest lesson of everything I've ever learned. And by all of the processes that I've put in place and we talk about in the Unguided War and we help men and all the stuff I talk about is all to do with that. Yeah. Mate, what a journey. Well, like, honestly, thank you, obviously, for being so open and honest but there's one question I, I like I need to ask now especially with the work that you're doing have you took a moment to kind of look back and be like do you know what it was bad but do you know what? I'm actually quite grateful for where it is to look around and especially when you're like you're on the retreats looking around like with these men that like you're helping they've probably been in very similar situations to you some may be worse some might be not nowhere near to that extreme but like to look around but like do you know what I'm, I'm giving that kind of back. I'm, I'm being that person that I, I desperately needed. Mate, I cannot, I, I'm actually, I, I'm getting a bit emotional. I, I cannot explain the, the, the honor that I feel and the, and the, the care that I feel for these men is ridiculous yeah. for them. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a, a professional mental health in any way, but I've got my mental health, um, uh, first aid and all of yeah. that and, and but I I we don't try and get into their deep into their trauma and you know we, we just provide a space where you can come and you can open up and we can try yeah. and help with some of the processes that have helped me and some of my team that are there you know who are professionals and stuff and what they do so through them processes we that is what we do but mate I cannot tell you that just to have men in a group being open and the conversations we have oh, even now i'm like i'm getting goose pimples mate yeah it's, it's just ridiculous it is unbelievable but but here's the again i've got a caveat to all of what i just said that part of my life that story is just a story yeah right i don't believe so much into that my dog's here, bless him. He always, <laughs> he always has to, but I'm okay, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's here. Look. Yeah, he always wants, when someone's on Zoom, he just always comes up. No, no my boy. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't, this is a bit of a weird one. I don't believe my own hype. I don't believe yeah. my story too much because a lot of it is emotion. A lot of yeah. what happened to us a lot of it, I, I can't have, I can't remember what happened yesterday, Tash. Yeah. Can you can you tell me what happened last Thursday at seven o'clock? Joe, you know what happened last Thursday at seven o'clock? Oh, no, sorry, no, no, <laughs> I, was, I was not, sat here no, waiting no, for you to turn up. <laughs> not, not yesterday, last Thursday. Yeah. Not a clue. Right. Not so a clue. how how can we remember what someone said to us when we were eight years old? Yeah. And, and then let me go one more into that. What about, what happened to that person to say something? Have you, have you ever said anything to someone that you regret that you didn't mean? 
100%. Right, so have I. So if I think that someone said something to me, a flippant remark or a thing that they were angry with or something, whatever, someone had treated them badly. Yeah. 35 years ago, I think I can still remember that verbatim. Yeah. Come on. And I was, I was eight years old then. My eight-year-old brain said, oh, it reacted like that. Now I'm yeah. 46. It's time to not believe that fucking story anymore. It's time to let it go. And that, for me, is where I am with everything that's happened to me. I don't care about it anymore. It doesn't yeah. define me. Doesn't it? Yes, some of it has made me who I am, but that's it. I can yeah. be whoever I want to be from this point, this moment, every single moment, I can be whoever I choose to be because I have that choice. And it's with that abundant mindset that I go through every single thing in my life with. Do you know what, mate? Like, I, I'm, I feel like I'm sharing you in compliments there, but I actually feel like you're probably the, one of the most inspiring people that I've ever spoken to. Oh, mate, but also, from, no, but no, I mean it from a point of view where, because... I come on this show and obviously there's a lot that people know, like obviously the thing that happened with blood, there's a lot obviously before that happened with my mom that I've never spoken about. And like hearing you being so open and honest and it's like, some of it is resonating with me and my, the way I grow up. Like, obviously it's not all like you were saying, it's, it's not all like, Oh yeah, got my life together. It all looks great. But deep down, like we're still dealing with some very, very real, raw, horrible trauma that is still ongoing it's not just like oh oh it's a new day it's still going on but I, I, I need to thank you because I genuinely feel like this is one of the best waffles I've ever okay. had from a personal point of view like I feel like you are completely 110% speaking my language and I'm speaking to someone that gets it rather than me trying to convince someone that oh yeah this situation I went through was really bad like yeah it was fucking horrendous but I think, and I get this from you as well, that you kind of, it's that pain, like, became the purpose. Oh, always. You don't, you, uh, again, a little controversial. I only believe you learn from pain. I only believe you learn from pain. 100%. And that, and, and yes, sometimes you have to search the absolute shit out of it. <laughs> I really did. With that shit that went on with me, I had to. But do you know what I learned from losing that money? from losing nearly 800,000 <laughs> pounds. Right, it's a sickening amount of yeah. money. That was everything I had, everything I'd worked hard for, everything, you know, um, was, was my scarcity mindset. That's what made me lose that. Yeah. And that is what I'm trying to get out of men in particular with holding on, with being angsty, with, with guarding stuff, with like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, it's just yeah. scarcity mindset. Just let that go. Be abundant. And when I say abundant, it just means that you let, you just let light in, you know, you just yeah. let, you let, you, you're open. Like me being vulnerable and open, yes, it, it scares me. It's, you know, scares yeah. me. I don't know how many people listen to this, mate, you know? Quite a lot. Quite. <laughs> so a, they're all going to know that about me. And that yeah. scares the shit out of me. But, when I say it, it's got less power over me. It releases yeah. me from the prison that I've got, that I've surrounded that, you know, I've made that story. I've made that like this toxic thing of shame and, you know, upset and scarcity and like all of that. Not anymore. It's got no hold over me. The story 
it, did it even happen like that? Did any of it happen like that? And outside that, who gives a fuck if it did? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter now. This this now is 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 where I am. So it doesn't matter. And now it's it's I choose now to, as I said, to go forward however I choose. And the only choice of 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 inner peace and contentedness because happiness will come and go if you're trying to find happiness it's like trying to catch a butterfly you know (laughs) yeah if you get contentedness and inner peace all of the other stuff will just come nice and that abundance will be in that and that is where i'm i'm just going every day to try and do the stuff i can do to help people to have a bit of purpose to you know to treat people nicely to all of that you know is is where i'm on that road you know fuck <laughs> i'm sorry oh, what a conversation <laughs> this is it's, it's not mad it's just i it took a it took two years to be doing this to have some like speak to someone that's just like cut the shit mm. like just yeah it's terrible just but you're the one who's standing in your way with this. Yes, that's it. Don't don't sit in it. Do not sit in your own shit. Because no one's going to drag you out of that. No one. It's not anyone's responsibility. It's just not. We're not. And again, this is another controversial thing. I don't think after a certain age, I think you are responsible for your children. Outside of that, I'm not responsible for anyone. And no one is responsible to me or for me. No one. I believe. And again, yeah. all of this stuff that I say, yeah, right, here's the other caveat. All of this stuff, I'm trying to disprove it as well. So anyone listening, don't just, if you're, dis, if you're trying to disprove it, so am I. Yeah. yeah? So this is, this is what I believe now. Doesn't mean I believe it tomorrow, even in five minutes. I might change my mind. You know, something might make me change my mind. Someone might. But at the moment, that's how I believe again, doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not trying to disprove that, you know? And that's where I'm always trying to go in my life. So obviously we're a music podcast. I talk about music quite a lot on the show and obviously you're married to a a British pop icon. I am, I am, mate. I imagine there's music constantly in your house. You know what, there isn't. Oh, well, this shit's on everything I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're going to have to cut the podcast there. Oh, no, wow, no, okay. <laughs> look, here's the thing. Bev sings most days out of the house. So when we're yeah. here, she actually, we both like quiet. Yeah. We really do. We like peace and quiet. So we like, she loves, you know, listening to LBC. She likes listening to, um, you know, like podcasts on history yeah. and, you know, like scandal. Okay. Yeah. Mate, mate, she's so educated. She, you know, she's got, uh, you know, all her GCSE. She's got A-level. She's getting, I mean, she's so well read. She's so yeah. clever and, you know, she takes in knowledge so well. You know, I'm like, huh? I'm like, <laughs> like hey, man. You know, I'm like, she's like, she's the yin to your gang, clearly. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, um, but yeah, so she like, we like a bit of quiet here, you know, but um, when we're doing stuff, you know, when we're, she loves training with her music on and stuff like that. I don't, I like, I like training, nose breathing, 
in my mind kind of moment. But anyway. Ah, so this was going to be one of my questions oh, for you. We'll get on to that. We'll no, on. but that's but that's really interesting because I was going to ask, like, so obviously I, I had I round up the kind of episode with a number of questions about like the songs and albums, but one of them was going to be to you because obviously you know, with the training, the Larissa obviously did the, like the 24 hour run and, you know, you're very, very active. I wanted to know, like, is there certain songs or albums that you go to when you are working out? So I don't, that's I don't, quite I don't, interesting. I don't, I don't have music. I don't, I just don't, I, I like to feel the moment. I like to be in it. I like to feel my breath. I like to like, I like to have that, that connection with my body and what I'm doing, yeah. stuff, you know, and that's why I barefoot run. You know, I run barefoot on the grass, top feel off. The, uh, yeah. The feel, like, because another thing I believe, like, we're, we're missing the feeling in life, you know. We, we're always going to something, music, you know, drink, food, whatever, when we feel something, you know. So, and I think that's why Bev, you know, getting back to music and what she does, you know, she's on stage or whatever. She wants to just come back here and just, and just yeah. like her sanctuary, you know. But we do love you know, we do love listening to music. And I'm, re- I, do you know who I'm really into at the moment? Action Bronson. Yes. Dude, okay. He is, fuck, not only is he the, like the straight up fucking <laughs> most amazing geezer I've ever seen in my life. He's just a straight up, like, just brilliant man, like lovely, like well versed in, in different cultures and communities and things. And, and, and a chef, I used to be a chef as well. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of resonate with him and, mate what a dude and I love his music and it's just like so I, I often put that on when I'm just in the house you know we've got the speakers in the in the yeah. thing I put in so yeah that I love but I can't I still listen to my wife's I still yeah. pass on I mean, this is what we also going to be one do, of my mate. questions like do you have a favorite yeah 100 100 is is the folk my favorite song so she wrote that about me and we played the 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 um, the non uh, singing version. What do you call that? What's it called? Just where instrumental. Instru- sorry, yeah. Hey. So the instrumental <laughs> version. We played that as she walked down the aisle. Oh, wait. Oh. And it was like, oh man. I love you too. I don't even know <laughs> you. I love you. Oh, I love you too, brother. I appreciate. It. Now you know what we. That was special. So that that song for me is you know and it bears her soul you know about yeah. feels about you know because she never wanted to get married ever she you know she didn't wow. you know, like the boyfriend she had it you know she didn't ever go on holiday with them or they weren't really like you know she just wanted to work and her family so when yeah. we got together you know like it all changed for her as well as me so she yeah. was like you know she knew that she loved me apparently when when she first met which is mad. Wow. Knew that I was the one and told her mum and that, that I think I've met this guy that, you know, and I, I keep, so I do say to everyone though, A, she didn't have her glasses on that day. Wait, hang on. Did you have your, did she think you were Bono as well? I think this is This is where it's all gone wrong. Exactly. And then, <laughs> and then on my wedding day, I was like, look, and everyone was like, I can't, all my mates, you know, because some of my old school mates who've known yeah. me 13, like the wrong and you know, and I'm now like doing all this stuff and married to Beverly Knight and, you know, and um, I was like, yeah, it's just, a, it's, I just keep her sedated with a mixture of Nurofen and, and Rehypnol. Don't worry. No. <laughs> Don't say This is a joke. This is a joke. We'll cut that down. Oh God. You're some drug Beverly Knight. Oh God. <laughs> Don't Taylor, it's not. <laughs> 
fucking hell, don't because if I feel if but, I was listening to this now, I feel yeah, like I'm gonna get I'll have the police round. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. there'll be like a stash of rip. No, there isn't. I'm joking. It's all right now. So you know, but yeah, it's I'm a I'm a deeply, deeply lucky man. And you know, she stuck with me through my controlling period and you know, like trying to just, you know, uh, it'd be over. Yeah. You know, part of the whole journey as well is, is letting my ego go and surrendering, you know, to, to the fact that, you know, she's the successful one. You know, she's the one in the limelight. I'm the, you know, that's why I started my podcast. I had a Yeah, but this is how I found you. Plus ones, yeah. Yeah, this is how, it, this is how the journey started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, so that was fun. I did that for one series. I've got another, I've got another series in the bank. I'm gonna, just going to put it out. I keep saying You need to. You said, you said this to me a few months ago. I know, I know. But yeah, I've been, I've been busy doing the other things. And, yeah, you know, true. So right. You are very, I will, very busy. I, I will put it out because it's just fun. You know, it's a beautiful, Good. It's, it's fun, but it's also like what you're doing. There's a, there's some serious tone to it because you want to help people as well. want to yeah. give them some advice and some you know stuff that has helped us you know i think is important and i think i think again this is i think this is why the waffle shop has done like as well as it has it's because you're having normal conversation yes your wife might be like a pop star like yes the people you have on their partners will be pop star or whatever whatever walk of life that yeah. you would class as kind of as successful because they're in the public eye yeah. but regardless of what they do or how much they've got in the bank if they've got awards whatever they're feeling exactly the same as what me and you are feeling. Yeah. So, and I think it's, it's the real conversations that people don't give a shit about like, oh, I'm here to talk about my new album. I'm here to talk about this song. Yeah. No. Tell me what pisses you off. Tell me like what you go to when you're having a bad day. Because yeah. that's the stuff that genuinely helps me that I find interesting. Yeah. And if it weren't for those conversations, I wouldn't be sat here talking to you. So... Right, yeah, and and that that's it, you know, and that's a beautiful thing, mate. You're doing great stuff, and I think just you know, we is the more we can just be open and vulnerable, and you know, and that that just that abundant mindset, you know, of of just of because I'm sure you've heard it before, but every everything we put out, we're just we're just mirrors, you know, we're just mirroring how we feel. So if we, you know, I used to do it, someone would walk in a room, you know, man, you know, if he was, you know, a bit whatever, I'd think, ah. Oh, prick you know what I mean or like yeah. you know and then you know that is obviously how I was feeling my insecurity or whatever or I would walk in a room and have to be like oh you know yeah you know, and then you know people probably think oh what a prick so give give have a breath shut your mouth breathe through your nose and give people a millisecond you know ask yourself uh you know don't try not to judge that one second and just Maybe ask instead of, oh, what's, what's up with them? What happened to them? You know, like Oprah Winfrey, like what happened to them? If they're angry, what, what's going on with that in their life right then? You know, what can I do, you know, just to, just to give myself that little bit of um, time to not judge them or not to be so angry or this, that or the other? Because at the end of the day, we'll be happier. We just will. What a guy. Honestly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Honestly. You have been one of my favourite ever guests. And I'm not just saying that. And I promise you, I do not say it to everyone. Some of oh, them I cannot you. wait to get off. <laughs> but honestly, this has been a genuine pleasure. It's been a long time coming, but I honestly, I love everything that you put out. And it's exactly what people, regard, like you said, regardless of what age you are, like, oh, it's exactly what we, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly what we need. 
and it's that space it's that breather to give us exactly what we need but honestly thank you so much for joining me for waffle and thank you for being so honest and open bev's just come home oh no don't do this to me yeah baby i'm on the waffle shop podcast (laughs) finished up come and meet taylor oh don't do this to me this is bev (laughs) nice to meet you this is weird now this is weird now okay i'm getting a little bit like (laughs) starstruck it's great you've got a diamond there he's a one of the best conversations i've ever had oh i'm so thrilled i'm so glad he's wonderful me and me and the um uh car driver were just um talking about you because he was asking about um the car edge i was explaining about the car Yeah. Right. <laughs> Absolute you. legends. Yeah. Right. I'm to there with that. I'm going to let you go and enjoy your weekend. Legend. Thank you, brother. Literally, yeah, you can have him back now. <laughs> okay. You've got, you got my number, buddy. Just if you if you ever just whatever feeling a bit shit or you need any, just shout me. Okay. Let's keep in touch. I'd love to, mate. So, no, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Really legends. You, beautiful, beautiful people. Likewise, man. You right. enjoy, man. enjoy you. his weekend. Lovely to meet we'll you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. See you later. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.